Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for joining us on another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. And it's yours truly. It is Ryan. And today, uh, we are back with another very cool episode, a new episode. But before we get started, just make sure, you know, you guys like the content that you're hearing on here. Please, please, please share this with a loved one. Um, or someone that you think needs to hear some of this content or of this show or any episode that of the 250 plus that you'll, you may see when you uh, go through the catalog of, of options that we have here. Uh, Cause when you do that and when you guys just rate us and you press the, the star button, hopefully it's the five star. Uh, if it is, then that's how we, we get seen more um, in those uh, in the, um, in the algorithms when people are going to search for new shows. And if we're seen more then that helps us uh, really spread the word more. Right. And that's really what we're looking to do here is by spreading the word, we make the world a better place. And by making the world a, a better place, my family grows up in a better world. And so does yours. Right. And that's all of our selfish motivation at the end of the day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Always remember to keep your why in mind. And yeah, we're back for a new topic today. Um, I have had interest in this topic before, and um, after a few years, I've I've started to settle a little bit on this stuff, um, a little bit more than I, I I just really had no idea what to think of it a few years ago, um, and now I'm I'm settling on it a bit more. So why are we talking about cannabis and mushrooms? That's what we're talking about today, and specifically, we're going to get into some legal highs, right? And and we know what those are for cannabis. Um, but we're going to talk about it for mushrooms as well. First of all, mushrooms are intriguing, right? Um, they just, there's thousands of different varieties and they all do different things. They can be good. They can be bad. They can be really bad, (laughs) right? They can be really good. Uh, they do all kinds of things. Um, we're overall less familiar with mushrooms than we are with cannabis. So, um, arguably, you know, they, mushrooms actually have a better safety profile, uh, from what we've seen, I mean, I did like psilocybin mushrooms, not the ones that kill you. Cause they obviously don't, <laughs> but the, the psilocybin ones, um, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, like talk about recreational them versus, you know, cannabis THC, uh, it's actually been shown. I've seen in studies where, um, mushrooms, psilocybin mushrooms have had a, a safer profile than, um, than cannabis, which I thought was really strange. Uh, but Hey, like that's just what we know right now, right? Um, so what I wanted to do is is really uncloud some of the mystery behind the mushrooms, right? And my hope is that by speaking about this and by doing a show on this, we raise some awareness. Um, you know, similar to what we do on what we we talk about with cannabis, right? And we'll talk also today on how cannabis and mushrooms can be related in some way, shape, or form because they are. Oh, if we can raise this awareness and and just let people know what's out there as options. Demand can increase and more research than is going to be done. And that's why we want to do this, right? That's why we want to talk about it. So to get started, how do these two topics relate? Well, in a few ways. First, legally, both are considered uh, schedule one drugs, which is so annoying, but they are. <laughs> uh, psilocybin, I should say, and um, and THC in cannabis. Uh, Both plants are naturally occurring in nature, which is not a surprise by, I guess, any of our listeners, but still a commonality, right? 
And when we talk about systematically how they operate, um, I think that's where we get into the nuances, right? So let's get into it. So for cannabis, um, it, it tends to mainly influence the dopamine pathways, right? That's what we're looking at with cannabis. And dopamine is often associated with the brain's reward system. It plays a key role in motivation, pleasure, emotional responses. Um, it's involved in motor control and is often involved in conditions like Parkinson's disease or addiction, things like that. Mushrooms. Uh tends to mainly influence the serotonin pathways. So serotonin primarily influences mood, emotions, sleep. Um, it's involved in often regulating appetite, digestion can be linked to feelings of well-being and happiness. And uh, serotonin imbalances are associated with depression, anxiety, and other types of mood disorders, right? And so we see medications for that, the, the, the SSRIs, right? Um, so both of these dopamine and serotonin, uh, neurotransmitters generally affect the mood and behavior and they, they both interact with each other as well. We're talking about production levels of how one of those pathways, the dopamine pathway or serotonin pathway can produ- can affect the other high levels of either serotonin or dopamine can actually affect the production of the other one. So we kind of want to make sure we have a Goldilocks um, amount of production for, for both of these neurotransmitters so we're not clouding out one of the others, right? And then um, for behavioral behavior uh, effects, for example, a deficiency in serotonin might lead to mood disorders, which could also affect dopamine-related reward-seeking behavior, which is not something we want to have particularly uh, affected all the time or in, I guess, too much in one way or another. Obviously, that can go the other way too, where um, dopamine imbalances might influence mood and emotional well-being, typically associated with serotonin. And then we could talk about depression and anxiety, which is spoken a lot about when you're referring to these both of these neurotransmitters. Um both, you know, dopamine and serotonin pathways can be dysregulated. So in depression, the reduced levels of serotonin or dopamine are often observed affecting both mood and motivation. Anxiety disorders might involve an overactive serotonin system, which is interesting. Um, and that's why we'll have medications that may often target that serotonin reuptake to alleviate those symptoms. Uh, which will indirectly affect the dopamine pathways as well. So too much serotonin or dopamine can also ironically create anxiety through overstimulation of these receptors. So we've seen this, right? You take too much mushrooms, too many, too many THC brownies, and all of a sudden you're, you know, thinking you're freaking out. You're in the hospital, just sitting in the emergency room, drinking water and eating a sandwich, waiting to just come out of it. <laughs> Right? Like that's pretty much all that's going to happen at that point What from what we've seen. So, you know, I, then I kind of thought about, you know, dopamine and serotonin. There's such a big part of both the cannabis and the mushroom experience. How can we relate to this? Right. <clears throat> when will we typically, what I mean by that is um, when will we typically experience the effects of serotonin or dopamine outside of cannabis and mushrooms? So for serotonin, um, mood regulation, right? So think of a sunny day or a satisfying meal that, you know, that's going to boost your serotonin leading to a mood uplift. 
sleep is, is another time as well we experience this, where serotonin plays uh, a role in our sleep cycles. So feeling sleepy after a big meal can be partly due to that increased serotonin, right? So just different things that different ways serotonin may affect different parts of your day. For dopamine, it's that reward and pleasure. So accomplishing a task or enjoying a favorite activity releases that dopamine, creating feelings of pleasure and, and satisfaction. And when we're looking at motivation, it's that, anticip- that anticipation of reward, like planning a vacation, right? That can increase your dopamine, which really drives your motivation and focus. So my next question when I'm looking at all this, as well as there a synergistic benefit of using them together. And, and I guess, you know, when used thoughtfully, from my experience and from what I was researching, really both mushrooms and cannabis can offer a synergistic experience, you know, really enhancing, in my opinion, my overall well-being. And that's in a variety of different ways, right? So um, again, we have the psychoactive mushrooms like tryptamines that primarily influence your serotonin pathways, which often are associated with mood and perception. We have non-psychoactive mushrooms like lion's mane, for example, chagra, um, some of these other ones that may support cognitive and neurological health. And we have cannabis, uh, particularly THC, sometimes anandamide, which is affected and released with the CBD production or CBD, um, can affect your dopamine pathways, which can influence that pleasure and reward system. So, in combination of all these things, right, we can infer that these substances might actually complement each other by affecting different but interconnected neurochemical pathways. And that's really a lot of what I was thinking when I was utilizing both of those. I was like, yeah, this this makes a lot of sense, right? And if you do too much of either or both, uh, the total opposite can happen. <laughs> and so, you know, I think when you do the right amount of both, you, you obviously can get that more balanced and overall experience where the mood enhancing and perceptual effects of the mushrooms can align with that relaxation and euphoric effects or aspects of cannabis. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's different. So, you know, everyone's all going to be experienced. The people are going to be experiencing this differently, you know, based on different dosages and, and what strains you're utilizing and all that stuff. So what's up with the title of this episode, right? We're talking about legal highs. Now, here I am a few minutes in, haven't said a thing about legal highs. Um, so we, we already know, you know, what the deal is with cannabis, but what about mushrooms? And I've recently, I guess just to start, I've recently started to not only see psilocybin more widely available on the black market, but, um, you know, there, there's other parts of mushrooms as well that are not considered a schedule one drug that by the federal government that are now able to be widely circulated and uh, they do have psychoactive effects. And that's, uh, I think, fairly recent as of middle of last year or sometime maybe maybe not middle, but maybe middle to beginning of last year. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the other thing about magic mushrooms with psilocybin is that you can get these now pretty widely available. They're pretty widely available in almost every city, similar to how cannabis was on the black market, that have like legitimate effects. Like they, you know, these are like, I've seen the mushroom bars. 
very legitimate mushroom bars, you know, packaging, uh, dosage recommendations. I've, you know, also it seemed to be in alignment, um, for newer newbies, right. And openly available, like you can go up to, which depending on your, your comfort level, right. But like, just like how people would do with cannabis, you can go to a bodega, ask for these things and they're there. Right. And, and that's, and, and I would say five, 10 years ago, that was not the case. But mushrooms are now at that point where they're getting psilocybin is is and in some places right it's become uh, legal. Most places in the U.S. it's not. Again, very similar to cannabis and how cannabis started. <laughs> so I do find that cannabis really has set the pathway and the journey for mushrooms, um, and re- really interesting how how this is all unfolding. But. Um, there's two other psychoactive mushroom components besides psilocybin that uh, that's being able to be legally sold across the United States. That is that provides a psychoactive experience. So here we go, right? Mushrooms that provide a psychoactive experience that you can buy in the United States, um, shipped to your door. So there are Amanita muscaria, and I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, this is the first mushroom that I have not tried personally. I've seen it sold. It could be shipped to my door. I have not tried it. Um, people have reached out even uh, to, to talk to us about it for the show. Um, this is a mushroom that contains the compounds muscimol and ebotenic acid. I don't know if I said those correctly. Um, but you can buy these. These are not considered schedule one drugs, but you can buy these on the internet and you can have them shipped to your door and they're legal. Um, what do they do? So it's, it's muscimol and ebotenic acid. That's kind of like your psilocybin. That's what we're looking at in the mushroom Amanita muscaria, right? That's what you would research. Again, we'll put all these in the notes. Um, these compounds interact mainly with the GABA receptors, which is different than serotonin. So they have effects that include euphoria and some sedative hypnotic effects as well that can be quite different, I guess, to those of psilocybin, which are, you know, and these effects can be more disorientating and less predictably, less predictably psychedelic. And, and this is mainly why I've been a little hesitant to try it because I feel like I just don't need that. <laughs> and I, I don't know if I want to get into an experience that I don't think I'm going to, I'm not sure if I'm going to enjoy, if I don't think I'm going to enjoy it, I'm not going to do it. But if I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to enjoy it, then I I don't know. Like it's, I kind of have to get to a point where I feel sure. Right. And so maybe I'll get there. Um, It's also why we haven't talked to other people, I guess, for the show as well, because I'm not there yet myself. Uh, So that's the first one, though. Um, these two guys, uh, the Amanita muscaria mushroom and the muscimol and the ebotenic acid compounds that are involved in that mushroom, they actually provide a psychoactive euphoric high. They do. Um, if you take too much, like it's disorienting. Like you're, you, you kind of have a, um, you know, like it, it's like a disassociation. It's, it's. I don't think it's very fun. I mean, dissociation maybe not so much the case, but. Uh, not being able to be in control of my actions, of my thinking, of rationality, 
I guess I just haven't gotten to a point. It's hard for me to judge, but I just haven't gotten to a point yet where I understand the value of experiencing that. It just, I don't know. So uh, I guess I have to understand it better. But for me, I'm not there yet to to get there. Maybe I'll get there soon with more research. So uh, that's the first one, those two guys. Um, you can research them. And if any of you guys want to try it and let me know, please, please do. I'd be very interested to hear. Uh, tryptamines, this is what I am familiar with. Psilocybin is a tryptamine, uh, classified as one. And definitely psilocybin gives you those visuals, the classic, you know, Alice in Wonderland, you're walking through a hallway and all of a sudden everything looks cool and wavy and, you know, shape shifty. And, you know, I've never gone this deep, but uh, you can get to those real deep depths of of mushrooms, psilocybin, where you're going. um, It's ego death, they call it. And that's just where... you really disassociate. <laughs> so that's just talking about not liking that. Uh, I don't know if it's so much disassociation. I think there's, there's value in going into those moments from my understanding. Uh, the deep moments I've been into, like I'd say like a moderate um, trip with, with psilocybin um, little deeper than I wanted to go. Uh, but there's also value in, in kind of just the introspection that you're able to get from that experience as well. Um, however, psilocybin does that. Psilocybin is your classic magic mushroom, right? A lot of different strains of psilocybin as well. Um, different types of mushroom strains you can look at, but psilocybin is a type of tryptamine and tryptamine, um, they can have psychoactive and non-psychoactive tryptamines, right? Psilocybin is one of the psychoactive tryptamines. Uh, Think of tryptamines as terpenes, right? So terpenes have different types of terpenes, specific ones like that have different effects like linalol, um, you know, myrcene, osamine, um, terpinaline. Those are all the different terpenes that we can talk about. And tryptamines have... uh, different compounds as well, psilocybin being one of them, um, being the main one, I should say. So um, the gummy that I tried uh, did not have psilocybin in it. Um, it actually, it, all it said is that it had tryptamines involved. So if you're going to be trying one of these, um, you know, I... I, I just trusted it. I it's it's just a gut decision, and I'm not saying that that's how anyone out there, any of you guys, should be making your decisions. But um, you know, I, I for me, if if I'm looking at the packaging, I it had a COA on it. I scanned it. It 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 mentioned a lot of the other compounds that, like the the um, what we just talked about, the uh, ibotenic acid and muscimol. It had that mentioned as none detected. It had no psilocybin detected. So I knew that, it, you know, it, it seemed, and it had dosaging guidelines as well. It said, take one to three, if you just want to go to work and be happy and a little lift, if, take four to six, if you want to feel like you want to have a day at the park and be more chill, take seven plus, if you want to go to space, right? And it came in the package of 15. And um, it just seemed, you know, for all those reasons, the COA, the dosaging guidelines, it just seemed to be pretty like legit. And there, there's also a website and they're on Instagram and they ship to your door. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's a public, it's a public company not a public company. It's a private company, but like 
you know, you can, you can go online and it's not on the black web or anything like that. So you can just order something from them. So I guess that's what I mean by that. Just like, you know, CBD hemp, right? You can just order it straight to your door from the federal 2018 farm bill. Same thing. Um, so I can put a link on here, but the, uh, gummy is from Treehouse, is what it's called. And again, uh, I thought it was pretty good packaging. They do chocolates as well. Um, for starters, I thought it tasted pretty good. And it included nootropics, adaptogens, um, and uh, and tryptamines. And I've had all of those before. And especially um, the adaptogens and the nootropics. And those are uh, typically what I take every day in my non-psychoactive mushroom supplements to help with immunity and, and just cognitive support and all that good stuff. Um, so this... This gummy, when I was doing research on it, is really designed, these guys designed it to help you be active and focus and have a sense of well-being and have a nice body buzz and a euphoria to it. And I was like, all right, well, this all sounds like stuff that I'm into, right? So again, I like it all. When I researched the Amanita muscaria mushroom, um, or is it muscaria mushroom? I don't know. Someone tell me. Uh, but um when I researched that one, I was not seeing effects that I was really like a lot more ambiguity with the effects, which I didn't like. So, um, not a lot of like, like focus on not as much focus on clarity of, of experience. Right. And that's again, what I'm always looking for. Um, so I liked it a lot. Um, again, it worked. I took four to start. And, uh, seven plus, I mean, you can do take the whole bag. It seemed like if you wanted, and by, to be honest, I, I did by the end of the weekend, <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I, I wasn't sky high out of this world or anything like that. I just wanted to see what I could do. Um, and I was feeling it and I understood it, right? Like similar to gummies, you take them, you wait a few hours. I felt effects within 30 to 30 to 60 minutes. Uh, really, really nice melty body high a splash of really solid euphoria, like kind of like the kind of like when I started taking gummies for the first time and like I didn't have that much of a tolerance, it's hitting a different receptor, right? <clears throat> so you feel the same thing. Um well I don't want to say the same thing. It's it's a it's a calm focused body high, but you still have a little bit of energetic or energy with you. So what I mean by that is um, I did a lot. I played this game with my son where I was like, he was throwing the ball off the balcony and the, inside the house of the stairwell. And I was like chasing it around the house. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I had the energy to do that. It was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a great time. And then afterwards, um, you know, I, I have all this land that I've talked to you guys about. I took out my machete and I went out to the creek and I started hacking up a path so uh, we can go out and start using it. So I was very I had, and I really enjoyed being out there. It was a lot of fun. Um, totally with it the whole time, totally present in the moment, mindful. Uh, you know, it, it was great. So I wasn't like, it was a really nice experience and I, I felt great the whole time. And it wasn't like super high. It was just a really nice, fresh, crisp high. I don't know how to put it. It just felt good. So um, I really liked the gummies. They actually... I'm looking forward to trying them again. I would like to get more clarity on exactly what tryptamine they use, um, which I'll ask. That's my plan. But uh, 
that that was that was just a risk that I was I don't even want to call it a risk, but maybe it is um, that I was willing to take. But again, it's uh, I keep saying but but after I say that it's because, you know, I don't really think it's a risk. <laughs> just don't believe it is. And that's why I did it. Um, I think I know that a lot of people would uh, just based on where we're at with research on this, but you can say again, the same with cannabis. So do we want to use both cannabis and mushrooms? I guess that's the question. Well, I gave it a shot. I did it. I was using cannabis and I was using mushrooms. I was using non-psychoactive cannabis, non-psychoactive mushrooms, uh, psychoactive cannabis and psychoactive mushrooms. And I had a great, great day, great Saturday, right? Did it right in the middle of the day, had zero plans. I knew we were going to be home all day. Um, just plan to be outside, light up some fire on my land, like campfire and, uh, just hang out with the kids. And that's what we did. And, uh, I just like saw this thing come in, in the mail that morning and I was like, boom, let's go. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun, um, productive day, good day, great day. And I, I would say I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I wouldn't do it during the week. I just wouldn't do as much as I did because I think the amount that I did is good for kind of getting into a Zen zony, like introspective place, but that's not necessarily where you want to be during the work week. If you have to focus and and really dive in. Right. So I think giving yourself, I think cannabis, that's why I don't mind cannabis every day because I think cannabis helps you just get focused and dive in. But I think if you really want to, kind of give yourself a bit of a break and let mushrooms just help you relax a bit. Um, Microdosing is fine on a daily basis, but I think if you're going to take higher doses, my opinion is that uh, I think it's good for more intermittent use and maybe not daily use. Again, that's just my opinion now that could change, um, but that's what I'm seeing. So, um, I'd say at the end of this, guys, give the cannabis movement some respect, okay? Cannabis started this entire thing, and uh, if it wasn't for cannabis, we wouldn't be here with mushrooms. So I'm really, I'm really excited about mushrooms uh, and, and what they can do and, and the impact that they can make that's been similar to cannabis. So um, I don't know. if that's I haven't done a, a mushroom episode, and I think it's been a year and a half. Uh, we've done a snippet, I think, recently, but... Um, I wanted to do another episode because there's been a few more discoveries out there and, and I've, I've had a few more experiences myself. So I'm going to link you some of these things so you can see them. Um, let me know what you guys think. Let me know of your experiences. Always, always feel free to write in. I love it when you guys do. You guys have been. It's at thecannabisc at gmail.com. You guys have also been reaching out on Instagram. Um, you can go to the website too. Uh, there's places there if you want to collaborate in any way. Uh, please reach out to us and we'll, um, we'll, we'll get back to you with uh, some ideas. And uh, I, again, I can't, uh, can't thank everybody enough for always, always, always checking us out, um, sharing our episode and seeing you again next week. Cause I know I will. Um, you guys are always there. I, I see the, the results and I cannot thank you guys enough. So thanks guys. Have a great week. No, the Bills aren't playing again this week. Boo-hoo. I know you you guys were going to ask at some point, or maybe just I'll volunteer it up if not. but <laughs> All right, guys. Enjoy the games if you're watching them. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the winter. Stay cool. Stay dry. Stay warm. And I will see you guys soon. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Larry Mishkin, and I'd like to invite you to join Rob Hunt and me on our weekly podcast, The Deadhead Cannabis Show. Each week, we explore the latest cannabis and jam band news and reminisce with other deadheads and jam band lovers about the great musical acts that we've seen and heard. Check out a new episode every Monday. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on PodConnex and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.